0: Welcome to Scrolling, uh, episode 110. I'm Ket Sparrowhawk, joining me as always, Davey Starjumper. How you doing, man?
1: Doing good. I feel like it's a good sign when you have uh before the episode title. Getting up there. Yeah. 110, you're, I mean, uh, you know, that's, we're getting up there. Uh, we're getting up to the
0: maximum, like, numbers that I can count to. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. It takes, like, I gotta, like, get my fingers and toes into the equation <laughs> over here. <laughs>
1: I have a calculator ready just in case. We Uh, don't really know why.
0: Got an abacus episode Mm -hmm. number. Hold on.
1: Yep. (laughs) Just a minute. Just a
2: minute.
0: There was a maintenance patch last week. So I guess technically we are in uh, patch version 9.1.6 right now on the live server. Like all maintenance patches, it was uh, mostly minor stuff, but they did fix the PVP leaderboards. One Mm -hmm. significant thing. Um. In the in the actual patch notes, they said they fixed the Cyrodiil leaderboards, but it, it also happens that they fixed the Battlegrounds leaderboards as well. So fixed them all. That's nice. Davis, you were saying it's it's kind of bittersweet, right? Because it's
3: like... It,
1: yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean, y- you don't get to choose what BG you're going into now, so those leaderboards is kind of just whoever gets lucky enough to, to get in more than one match than the others, it's it's kind of uh, self-defeating. You, you there's, there's a whole bunch of different types. You have no choice in the matter. And those, you know, whoever gets more of one type is going to be at the, the top of that leaderboard. You don't really have much say in that.
0: Yeah, we only really care about being at the top of the deathmatch leaderboard. Yeah. And there's no control over how often, Nope. you know, that mode pops up. So, someone who just happens to be home on a random Thursday afternoon and there's like five death matches in a row randomly. They're getting you know, first. They'll probably be on the leaderboard. Yeah, they're first place. They're right first there. place.
1: Yeah. You know, even when you could choose your match, the, the scoreboards, the leaderboards were a little misleading because it, it, you know, the more you played, the, the more likely you would get higher. So Yeah,
0: it's mostly an indicator of how much you play. Yeah. But it's fixed, right? I mean, it's yeah, fixed. Yeah, it's working. It's, <laughs> it's at least working. working so that's something. And then in other news, this will this is actually going to be happening two days after we're recording this. So uh, uh, the timing's pretty bad. It's going to be so we won't be able to talk about this thing on the podcast until two weeks <laughs> after it happens.
1: Really going to analyze that by then.
0: Thursday, September 14th, uh, Zoss is going to put on a, an official live stream event. Uh, where they're going to be giving us a preview of Update 40, the, the Q4 uh, DLC for this year. So it'll be on uh, twitch.tv slash Bethesda uh, this coming Thursday. So as a reminder, this is um, they're doing this new kind of release system now, right? So we're not getting a new zone in Q4 like we used to. Uh, we're getting this new Endless Dungeon that you can do either solo or with a friend. They're calling it Endless Archive. Um, we heard something about these class-specific armor sets that are going to be part of it, so I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably get some more details about that on this streaming event. Um, probably some base game updates as well, like some quality of life, some balance changes. Maybe we'll get some hints about uh, what they have planned for that. So I'm I'm hoping for a few things. I, I, th- I thought we'd just kind of talk about a few things that we're hoping they'll talk about since, we, sure. since we're going to be missing the event here. So earlier this year, they did say something about a pre-made group finder in their uh, live stream event earlier in the year. Uh, they also mentioned something about an all-in-one attunable crafting station. And, um, you know, we don't know for sure, but there's been some whispers. These things might not totally be scrapped. There's a, It's a possibility they're still in the works. So when they mentioned them before, they were talking about the, the third quarter, but maybe they're just getting pushed back a little bit. Anything you're hoping to see, Davius? On the hopeful
1: list, it's just a pre made group finder. I just, the, the, what that would do and, and how much, I don't know, just joy for, for, I would think a pretty simple thing. I'm going to say oh, that. Oh, man. Again. It
0: would just absolutely revitalize the PvP community, yeah, man. Just
1: the amount of joy that that would bring. I, uh, that how would could be. Could you imagine? It'd be nuts. It would be nuts. I mean, people. I'm talking Mardi Gras in the streets of ESL. The I mean, the
0: goodwill you would generate with the PVP community. I mean, you think would he's be you think
1: he's March is partying now? Just you wait till this thing launches. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, but I will say that I, I am kind of excited for this this endless the endless archive with the class specific armor sets, and that's even being said. That'll be interesting the part that kind of excites me is just the uniqueness to it. It's very different, very off the beaten path, you know, they're not just kind of releasing here's some new sets. Here's some stuff like they're getting unique with it.
0: Uh, Another thing I'm hoping for is some necromancer buffs long, long overdue, probably every, like the last 10 episodes I am betting. We've probably mentioned something about the sad state of, uh, necromancers. I've been playing on my necromancer quite a bit lately. And, um, they really are in kind of bad shape. So I thought we could stop here for a minute and talk a little bit about the, the buffs that we hope Necromancers uh, are going to get. We're going to come up with our own little wish list here of of some buffs we'd like to see for Necromancers. So I'll start. Um, I think the main thing I would love to see for Necromancers is just easy access to the the basic standard buffs that you need. In a PvP build, right? Like major damage buff, major crit buff, you know, minor berserk, uh, mm-hmm. evasion, stuff like that, uh, expedition. Mm-hmm. Just make those things, like, available, like, attach them to to abilities that you would want a necromancer to use, right? Like the Skeletal Arcanist, for example. Necromancers don't use it because it doesn't do a ton of damage. It's uh, kind of wonky to use. But if that was your source of your major damage buff, there's a lot more incentive to use it in that case, you know. Absolutely. Um I thought maybe like adding a major or minor evasion to the totem would be nice as well. I think you'd probably find that on more necromancer's bars if you did that. But however you want to do it, we just need to pack some some buffs into these abilities, you know, because as it is right now for a necromancer, they have to go so far out of their way to Invest in things just to get to the baseline, just to get the yeah. standard buffs that you have to have in a build. Whereas, like, I think Nightblades and Wardens are the are the best examples of like just slot the abilities that you think are cool that you <laughs> want to use. You'll be fine. You just accidentally end up with great buff coverage. You know, you might have to go find one or two other little buffs here and there, but for the most part, you're covered. Like uh, Warden, especially, you don't have to slot a single non-class ability. Period. Mm. You can have a very complete build. Um, a necromancer, not at all. You know, like if you don't want to, if you want to use tripods, like if you don't want to use spell power potions or something like that, then you're gonna have to slot a non-class ability for your weapon damage buff. Or you're gonna have to slot a non-class ability for your crit damage buff. You're gonna have to go find evasion somewhere, expedition somewhere, minor force, minor berserk. You know, anything that you want to have in your build is gonna have to come from somewhere else and then you have three or four little bar slots left to make some build decisions, you know. <laughs> it's
3: like Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: You don't really have a, a a lot of places you can go whereas you know, like a dragon knight or a warden or a nightblade, really any other class, there's a lot more freedom because you get that coverage sort of built into a lot of the abilities that you already are wanting to use anyway. So that's the number one thing I want to see for necromancers, just easy good buff coverage. Um, I think a slam dunk would be to turn the scythe into an execute ability. Ooh, yeah. Um, just make it spin to win, you know, yeah. just like like the tentacle or whatever. It's like one of the coolest looking abilities in so the cool. whole game. Necromancers would love to use this ability, but none of them do. You, you can't justify the bar space with it, with how it is right now. Most can't. Yep. Um, so just make it an execute. Boom, slam dunk. Necromancers would freaking love that.
1: Yeah, it'd be—I mean—an AOE execute. It'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah, and it just looks so cool. Like, just an, a a reason to use it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see the the spamable the flying skull treated similarly to like the warden's cliff racer, where it gives you some kind of damage buff or something when you use Ooh. it. Just some incentive to use that. That's a good one. That ability. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, and we need to unnerf the mender. I think that was such an important. Ability Damn. for necromancers. They it was really they they really relied on it big time.
1: Remember the Supermender days, man. Those were the days. Uh, the tanky and necros.
0: And you know, I feel like I used to think that that ability was too strong, but I think I've changed my mind on that. Because you look at like some of the tools that Dragon Knights and Wardens and even Nightblades have. It's not too strong, you know. Like they have they have, those classes have insane things in their toolkits. So. Oh yeah. I think we can bring that old mender back. You know, it was a it was a casualty of this whole uh, skill standardization that should have should have never really happened. So, I mean, it was basically carrying the
2: class. It was like mm-hmm. the last thing that like still made them up. good. Um. So yeah, those are my that's my wish list.
0: Um. Easy buff coverage scythe. Make the scythe and ex- execute uh buff the spammable and unnerf the mender what do you got davius
1: that's what a great are your, list. first your wishes first of all i feel like your risk your list very realistic like the, the i love the idea of the you know the spammable getting the warden the warden's cliff racer giving them the basic mm-hmm. named buffs makes a lot of sense you could fit those in real easily give them an execute that's, that's a very it's a very nice and tidy list you got there that's, that's yeah funny. i don't feel like i'm asking
0: for too much no
1: right? not at all like if you gave, if you made every change on your list, like it's not putting necros at the, like they're not going to go to the top. They're not a top tier class, but no. they'd, they'd be somewhere in the middle. You know, they'd be competitive again. They, people could find bills that would work. That's, it's a nice,
0: tidy it just brings list. them to, it just brings them to a baseline, I think, really. <laughs>
1: brings them to the table.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so, so all that being said, my list, not near as realistic. Uh, let's just, let's just start off with that disclaimer. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we can have fun with it. That's fine. Uh, so I kind of did it by, I just kind of went and dove into each one of the, the different class trees, you know, the three, the, the bone tyrant, the grave Lord, the living death. Um, uh, just starting with the bone tyrant. I think the most important one there, the bone Goliath. One of the huge things that I really think hurt the necro class identity on this ability uh, is they made a cheaper, better version of it—the the the vampire Um, ult—and they made it, you know, anybody can be a vampire, anybody can get the vampire ult, and that was like a unique. Most people
0: are a vampire, in fact.
1: Yeah, most people, and most people use that vampire ult. Even necros use that vampire ult over this one, and so uh, I just really feel like that 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 was one example of kind of hurt the necro uh, identity. And so I, I don't really have all the ideas of how to make bone Goliath unique again. Uh, one idea that I threw out there is, is maybe make it where you can earn alt when you're in the form, kind of like the DK standard. You know, when you have that standard out, you can be generating alt. And, and I don't know if that would be too overpowered or, uh, or how that would work or what the numbers would look like, but, um, that's just kind of one idea to, to, to make the Bone Goliath unique again. The, the Vampire ult is almost this exact same thing, and I just really think that took a lot away from this ultimate, where you gave it to every other class in the game, and there's, and, and there's just not much purpose to this one anymore. So, so going on from there, still staying in the Bone Tyrant class, uh, uh, Grave Grasp. Um, this is ability that uh, I mean. I'll be honest. You can correct me if you're, I'm wrong here. I don't. I don't know any necros that use this ability. <laughs> you want uh, great, wild, uh, yeah. I'll see it out
0: there somewhere. But yeah, very rarely. But
1: if you look at one of the morphs on this ability, there is a there's a line, and I I have not noticed. I really didn't even notice this was there until I started kind of diving in and coming up with some of these ideas of what we were talking about here on this wish list. But there's a line that enhances damage and healing. Of your summons by one thousand, um, and so it's it's a buff to to the actual necro summons, uh, enhances damage and healing, so you know it, it helps both those summons.
0: That's pretty significant for the for the mender and the skeletal arcanist in particular those two that's a pretty significant buff yeah those things, an extra
1: an extra thousand and i don't even know like maybe a blast bones would get a buff from that too i, I don't know how that works oh it does
0: know. it's just i'm just compared to blast bones yeah. The are already so big it's not a huge increase but that's a percentage wise that's a huge increase to the other two yeah
1: and so i really like the idea of that but i just i wish it would just make it a passive buff you know make you know do the night blade version of it just make a if you've got this ability slotted you're you're you know, enhance the damage of your summons, damage and healing of your summons by a thousand. I probably would preferably rather it be a percentage than a flat thousand. Uh, I think it's a very cool idea. It's already in the game, but just make it, you know, a little bit more
0: usable. Yeah, I agree. It, bless, it, it does bless Blast ones too. Yeah, it does. It's just, we're just saying it's a flat thousand. So, you know, Blast ones is already like 16,000 tooltips. So it's one more thousand. Whereas like the skeletal Arcanist is maybe like three thousand every two seconds, so adding another thousand, that's like a, you know, a thirty three percent increase to that tooltip there. Yep, huge buff.
1: Um, so staying in the bone, uh, the bone tyrant, same thing as you. The the sky, the the scythe, AOE execute. I think that would be huge. I, I, think that just that would be, like you said, one of the coolest abilities in the game. The class needs an execute, and so to to make more necromancer characters using one of the coolest animations in the game, I think's a win win for everybody. That's that's just a simple one. Just
0: that's just like don't even think about it. Yeah. It's obvious. Just do it. Just below fifty percent health, give it the same scaling as spin to win. We're done.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Don't even. That's all you have to do. Just add in that it's little so, piece. So
0: it's such a cool looking ability, man. Necromancers would love to slot it. So cool.
1: Um. So then moving into the grave lord skill line. And this is pretty simple one, but just the, the skeletal mage, and I'll even dive into the living death uh skill line here, because same thing. The skeletal mage, the spirit mender, just just give them the Sork pet treatment. Like the fact that you have to constantly resummon these these pets is what they are. Like just make them permanent. Just make it a permanent pet. They they have a health bar, they can be killed. You know, you have to recast them if if they get killed, but
0: Okay, I have a question for you. Sure. Do they have to be double barred? uh
1: i would probably say yes i'd probably say okay. yes because that seems to be the go-to on the pet and so yeah but i i do think that there's there's multiple benefits to that one necros right now most really good necro players like there's a lot to keep up with they're they are doing a lot of different casting and and there's yeah. a, multiple abilities that would help yeah, Definitely. and and this is part of it, is that if you have either one of these slotted, you've got to constantly keep them up or it's not worth slotting the ability. So just having a flat passive when you summon it, it's out there. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge help to just playing the class. And then secondly, it allows you to give the, the summon or the pet an ability so that when they're already out there, you can cast the ability on your bar to get some sort of secondary ability out of it. And I don't know, you know, the 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 mage or the arcanist, you know, maybe some sort of additional damage ability or a stun or something like that. Uh, the spirit mender, you know, maybe like an AoE heal or or, or something or a cleanse or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think there there's a lot of opportunity to get more out of those um especially the mage and in the 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 skeletal arcanist and the archer like such a like from a from a identity standpoint such a huge piece to the class but nobody uses it very rarely used i would say because nobody can kind of find the purpose to put it on the bar but summoning a undead skeleton like that's that's necromancer 101 so something to
0: to make either it should one should be these. too good not to use It yeah. should like a, a necromancer should not dream of not having all of the minions right yes. they should all be too good not to use absolutely kind of silly
1: Uh, and I'll even pick, you know, the other idea I had with both of this, the, the mage and the mender is same thing. What you said, perfect opportunity. If you have this ability slotted, you passively get this minor, minor buff, you know, uh, a minor expedition, a minor evasion, a minor berserk. And then the last one, you know, going with living death, really the last change I would make is just the, the, the rending flesh is there. It's their class heal. And it just, it just doesn't make sense to me that this is their burst heal. It's their class burst heal. And it's the only, and to my knowledge, it's the only burst heal in the game that has a negative effect to it. Like, I get that with the class, it's, you know, if you get a negative effect on you, there's a passive that makes you heal more.
0: But it's but you're, still you're already going to have a negative effect on you to activate that passive.
1: Yeah, you, you know, don't so. you don't need this. So the fact that their burst heal is the only burst heal that I'm aware of that just has a flat negative part to it just doesn't yeah, make sense. Fair. Yeah, it's just
0: like yeah, it's just like for no reason. Like here, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and so
1: it, just a s- very simple change. If you want it to have a negative effect to go, if you think that's more, you know, necromancer identity, that's fine. But you need to make this the best burst heal in the game because it's the only yeah. one that has a negative effect uh it needs so to it be way better than it is yeah it needs to be some sort of aoe burst heal or it needs to you know to have a crazy tooltip so that's kind of my go-to list i do i think any of those will actually change no but my theme kind of with that was just i i really want to see necromancer have its own class identity again i just feel like arcanist kind of fit into the game and everybody was kind of like, "Huh, that's an interesting choice that they came up with. I wonder how that kind of fit in." And it fit in because it stole a lot of the necromancer's uh, kind of identity uh, between vampire and Arcanist, Like, necromancer's class identity is 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 hanging on by a thread. I feel like, and it doesn't have to. I I, I mean, I feel like necromancer is a very easy, easily defined uh, class in multiple games, and so. Uh, I think the opportunity's there. Just you know, just make the numbers work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that identity is just from the fact that they they have no choice but to go outside of their yeah. class just to get the essentials. You yep. know. And absolutely. So there's just not a lot of room for identity. Um, good friend of the show, Uncle Sam. He's in the chat right now. What's up, Sam? He. Uh, I asked him to submit some. Uh, Suggestions of his own because he is a necromancer main, so I'd like to hear his thoughts. Here's what Sam. Here's Sam's wish list for necro buffs. So Sam would like for the coil ability or for like the the tether abilities to no longer break line of sight, and for it to give you your major crit buff. And he says coil, so I'm guessing he's talking about the healing one. Okay, um, but that I like that idea. They need a source of their major crit buff. Uh, attaching it to one of the tethers, I think that's a that's great. It's a great idea.
1: Yeah. I like that idea.
0: Now, this surprises me. Sam says, leave the mender how it is, but make it give you your weapon damage buff. That'd that'd make for convenient bar space. I don't know if it makes sense for the healing thing to give me uh, my damage buff, but I I would take it, certainly.
1: It could work. It could absolutely work.
0: Sam would like for the beckoning armor morph of your armor buff Um, for for the pull-in. I asked for clarification. Sam clarified. He wants the pull in to count as immobilization so that you can still hard cc them uh and i asked sam do you mean you want this to immobilize them instead of pull them in and sam says no i still oh, wanted no. to pull them in
2: oh, no,
0: <laughs> i still want him to pull it to pull them in but then that just counts as an immobilization so i can still actually stun them and i said sam you're crazy
1: Sam, you, want, you are a little crazy. Then you want a rush of agony for yeah. For you want to
0: break the CC rules even more. You're a madman. No way. But that seems, that's Sam's now. I would like it to be. A, I wouldn't mind it to be like a, just an immobilize, And if you're in melee range, you can take advantage of that. You know, but that would be like a and a better deterrent too. Like if you're running away and someone's attacking you with range, mm-hmm. if you're immobilizing them, that's going to get them off your back easier than pulling them towards you, you know? Yeah. Picking your ideas apart here, Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam says he'd like to see them improve the necro totem. It's heart. It's hot garbage as it is right now. He says it, he'd like it to be more in line with the javelin or fossilize. So I think like an instant stun is really what you're after there. Right, Sam? Like, uh, um, if you cast the totem, it just immediately stuns them. And then it's every two seconds after that.
2: Oh, you he's talking about that grave grasp ability is what he's talking about.:
0: Okay, so yeah, so my mistake, Sam was talking about grave grasp. Yeah, that's a hard one to use because it's like three different circles, and each circle does a different thing, and like a cool idea, but it's too weird. He like, it's like it requires too much thinking to to use effectively.
1: I wish it was uh, it. I wish you could cast it like the totem, like it either comes around you or you can throw and aim it. Very cool looking ability. That's another great example of a very cool animation ability, but just just not a
0: not usable. Yeah, hard to justify the bar space. Uh, Sam also says he'd like to see them rework the skull spammable so that uh, it has a melee stamina morph. And then the Magicomorph stays ranged, but it has a faster travel time. I'd like to see. I don't know. Zoss seems to really like these slow moving projectiles. Have you noticed that, like, every new projectile that they've introduced, I'm pretty sure, has been like this slow moving thing?
1: I think that's been like, Since their... the Warden. Yeah, so I was going to say Warden, Necro, and Arcanist all have this slow
0: yeah. moving. Yeah. It's just how they like to do it. I don't know what the deal is there. I do see um, where Sam's yeah, coming I
1: from on that. Like, like it, it's a pain if you're a melee, you know, kind of a melee brawler and you're spammable as this thing that's moving. It really throws off your, really kind of throws it off. So I do yeah. get that.
0: It'd be cool to have a melee stamina morph. It'd be Just smash somebody with a skull. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Like, you have a giant skull that you're, like, bringing up above your head with both hands, and you're smashing yeah, it down just, on their face. That'd be awesome. <laughs> just over and over, bam, yeah.
1: bam, bam! That'd be fantastic.
0: <laughs> okay, so, Zas, there's a bunch of ideas there, okay? We're not video game developers, so we don't know if these are good ideas or not, but I think, bare minimum, let's just get some easy access to the basic buffs that you need in a build in, in the class that the Necromancer should be using anyway. You know, like, Crit buff on the tether, damage buff on the on the skeleton minion, you know, easy stuff. Basic yeah. stuff I think would go a really, really long way for, um, for necromancers. We don't necessarily even need to give them more power. If we just give them access to those things within their own toolkit, then they can find that power on their own because they'll have those investment opportunities opened up for them like everybody else has.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: interesting because because they, they came after Warden, but Warden kinda had the the high aisles where it was kind of like, you know, but like, Druids and Wardens were very similar, that whole expansion. And that expansion kind of really seemed to highlight like Wardens were great and through that expansion and kind of got a lot of buffs and kind of got brought back in front and center. And it's unique to me that this new uh, expansion in the Arcanist is really kind of you know, it's kind of Kind of put necromancer in the closet. It's kind of like there's just it just seems like they lost a lot of their direction.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping Q4 is the one. I mean, the thing is like this Q3 patch to me has been a pretty big letdown. I think you know like this is supposed to be uh, a quality of life patch and a balance patch and all that stuff, and I don't feel like quality of life is really any different. The, um, the balance of things is all pretty much the same as it's been for several months. I guess they fixed a bunch of bugs, but I'm not really experiencing a very different thing day to day, you know, when I'm logging into this game and yeah. playing.
2: Not much so changed.
0: Like, what did I get for my, you know, my $15 a month and all that is kind of what's on my mind. And I, I have high hopes for Q4, because there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, you know, balance wise and, and all of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the, the Necro stuff is long overdue. I mean, it's just plain as day. It's, it's baffling to me the, the continuous attention that Nightblades get when they're already in amazing shape. And, yeah. you know, Necro... There's some just real obvious things that we can do for Necromancers. All right, well, let's take a short little break, and then we'll come back and talk about PvP and builds and a bunch of other stuff. So we'll be right back. I think I want to just kind of plug our Discord server a little bit early. I mean, I'll do it again at the end of the podcast, but uh, the the Discord has been such a big part of my ESO playing experience the last like month or so. I just feel mm-hmm. like I, I need to talk about it right now. Every single day, <laughs> there's just like numerous people in voice chat and in in the regular chat and everything else. It's just been so active here lately.
1: There's a party every night. BG party every night.
0: Every day and every night, you That's know, true. like I'm at work. I'm at work like like feeling jealous like I'm missing out on all the fun, you know, because <laughs> I see like all these people in here all day long uh doing stuff. It's just been awesome. Um so I just I just want to throw it out there. Anyone who's not on the Discord server, you don't have to be on the PCNA server in the game. Uh we have a we have a growing Xbox population on on our Discord. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So any and everyone's welcome Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com I'll send you an invite um, and um, you know like I said even if you if you don't play on pc you can still chat with us and share build ideas and just be in on the jokes and memes and everything else that's that's going on there. It's a very fun community to be a part of. Wednesday nights are our um, that's our bG party night. We just uh, group up in duos and stuff and uh and have a good time with that. But then uh, here lately, for the last maybe month or so, um, Friday nights have become the like the PvP communities' like accepted group battlegrounds night. Like a, a guild leader from one of the other guilds, basically just like decreed to like you know made a like a post in all these forums and different places, like telling everyone like, hey, Friday night that's the group BG night. So everyone's grouping up and getting sweaty, and it's been awesome every Friday night. It's been like. Fast queue times, really sweaty matches, like people just there for deathmatch, you know, and and all that stuff. It's been really awesome. It's really kind of breathed life, I think, into the battlegrounds community. Like people are actually looking forward to Friday. They're gearing up. They're getting their teams ready throughout the week. You know, you can tell people are like practicing and stuff, getting ready for Friday night. Yeah. Um, it's created this really neat just buzz and atmosphere amongst the the BG crowd. I've really enjoyed. But um, shout out to Joral, Uncle Sam, Slavka, Shadow, Kingnar, KDMs, Nauchu, want to buy my dog. Um, they've all just been participating in the in the Friday night and the Wednesday night uh, festivities. It's been it's been awesome. It's really been super awesome on the PCNA server. Uh, it's a great time to be playing BGs, man. It's been really fun. Now, um, if you have anti-stealth on your bar or, or in anti-invis pots or something like that. Yeah, um, you know, but yeah, that's basically just it. It's just been, I don't really know, like the, the meta hasn't really changed, you know, over the last few episodes. I think we, I don't want to just keep repeating the same old like, yeah, this is still what the meta is, you know?
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> but, you know, all those things are all still true. But, you know, nonetheless, it's a good time to be playing. I don't think, you know, it's... um. It's not necessarily a toxic meta, necessarily. There's a handful of annoying things, but you kind of learn how to deal with those things, and that's that.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Devious, uh have you been able to play it all the last few weeks? Is your internet allowing Ooh, you to play?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did have, you know, I I will say, just going back to the Discord, the Discord has been fantastically. Like, it is, there is a huge party, but uh you you may have noticed I was a little silent on the Friday night bG parties because uh I have not been able to participate <laughs> um, Anybody who's keeping up with the discord uh they're probably tired of hearing me um try to come up with that ideas or or complaining about it but uh I would say, gosh, uh, probably two weeks now, maybe since the last episode, maybe a little bit before the last episode um just having, having troubles getting the game to work. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble uh, getting a lot of DCs, getting kicked out of the game. Um, seemingly, uh, it, it seems like it's a certain time of the day, which is unfortunate because it's right at the evening, kind of when all the BGs community communities hopping on and things are really getting serious. Um, I just can't stay in the game. It's been a bummer. Uh I wish I had better words or more positivity, but it's just it's just been a big old bummer.
0: Well, is that I mean did you have any builds that you wanted to talk about or or anything else?
1: I w- I would say that I probably I probably won't talk about any builds just because I don't think I've been on enough to really kind of have any updates on build. I haven't really made any changes to build. I've got some ideas I'm working on, but nothing to the point that, that to kind of talk about. Um I did I did have a BG uh that I have to talk about was was crazy, crazy amounts of funds. It was an off-peak time, so when I played, had no issues. Um, the funny thing about this BG is, I was actually um, in the middle of playing a whole bunch of. Me, me and Uncle Sam were in a duo, and we were playing a whole bunch of BGs, and he just randomly missed this one. Uh, and I kind of joked that this was this was <laughs> this is the one that was like a lot of fun, and he unfortunately missed missed the one that was a whole lot
0: of fun. But oh, I remember um, this screenshot. This thing looked.
1: I mean, just, and I, I shared the screenshot, the discord, but I had to talk about it on here. I mean, this was just the, just carnage BG. I mean, it was just a good old fashioned bloodbath. Um, (laughs) I I won't even get into all the numbers. I mean, everybody got kills in this match. Everybody had kills. Everybody had deaths. It was, there was just killing. Can I just
0: say, if I remember correctly, you had the best death count at eight. That is
1: true. Right. I, I had the I had the least amount of deaths. Yeah. You had, you at, had the fewest eight.
0: deaths at eight.
1: Yes. Uh everybody else <laughs> on the, the
0: entire scoreboard. Yes.
1: On the everybody else on the entire scoreboard, double digit deaths for every single other player. So it and was and double
0: digit kills as well. Yes. <laughs> just uh, like
3: yeah. I mean
1: slaughter fest. It was wild. I actually added up the numbers for the total, just all three teams scores. And this is actually hilarious. I, I realized this while I was uh looking at it earlier, but 134 deaths across the board between the three teams, 134 kills across the board for uh-huh. all three teams. So all three teams went 134 and 134. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Just everybody was getting kills. Everybody so was So would it just dying. like
0: everyone just agree to unslot yeah. their healing abilities? I mean, and it just was
2: <laughs> it was wild.
1: I mean, you just, you were just running around and just, man, it was, it was so much fun though. Like I'm happy that I was at least able to get into that BG because that was, that was truly just like nostalgia for just crazy. It, it reminded me kind of to the, the, you know, it's been a while, but a, a while back we had a kind of a meta that was just very non-tanky where it's just everybody was dying. Uh, and that's the first BG I've been in where I really kind of had a, a, a throwback to that type of a meta. It was, it was a lot of fun throughout that you entire know,
0: match. If we, if we get this lobby system, we're going to have a guild, a guild event and it's going to be no healing allowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do, do whatever you want except no healing allowed.
1: Can't, can't have a heal. It was no so bigger, much fun.
0: No no nothing. I mean,
1: yeah. It, 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 it was such a fun match just to, you know. And, and that's the thing. Like you said, I mean, nobody nobody in the match had, like, nobody in the match was was unkillable. Nobody in the match was super tanky. And everybody in the match understood the assignment Of we're just going all out to kill. Like, everybody's killing everybody.
0: Looks super fun. Man, I haven't had one like that in ages. Ages and ages. Because usually you get in those high MMR, everyone's like really, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they really want to see those good scores on the scoreboard at the end. And they don't want other people to see them die and stuff like that. So everyone's real careful and they don't give up deaths easily. That just sounds like such a blast, though, that one there.
1: So much fun. I was on uh, I was on my my uh, point blank snipe, uh, uh, stamden. So,
0: okay, that
1: was that was that was extra fun.
0: Well, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Betsy and Hambone. I've been talking about these two for for the last couple of weeks because I um I just really f- have felt the need to compare them very meticulously and like figure out exactly kind of where they differ and where they're the same because i have them built very similar similarly um you know they're kind of the same in that like you know they 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 plug into any team and they they kind of can do whatever the team needs from one moment to the next whether it's damage or support or whatever they're super duper flexible and they're both very good at that um and so i've just the last few weeks i've just been kind of making it a point to just bounce back and forth between these two and really pinpoint exactly, you know, where they're better or worse versus the other one. Um, so I'll just kind of break down my, my conclusion of it all here. I think I'm, I'm pretty much ready to, to tie a bow on this, <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on this, this little chapter here. There we go. Yeah. Um. So their builds are very similar. They, they both follow my kind of, template that i use for a lot of my builds which is uh wretched on the back bar with the bow uh the gaze of sithis helm and one piece magma Uh, and then betsy finishes that out with deadly strikes as a double bar set and then the black rose dual wield on the front bar and then hambone has winterborn as a double bar set and the master's frost staff on the front bar so very similar setups uh gear wise and and even skill wise there there's a lot of similarities I think my conclusion ultimately is that they are very even, like they're very kind of equal as far as like the value that they're bringing to the team, but they do kind of lean in different directions and different kind of categories of performance. Um, So my little comparison points here, um, Betsy tends to be very quick and responsive, like on a dime, she can be in healing mode and then blink of an eye, she's killing someone and then blink of an eye, she's healing again, you know, like. Very quick and responsive that way, okay. whereas Hambone, just by nature of being a warden, they they're kind of a little more slow and deliberate. They they have to plan ahead a bit, um, uh, and then there's a big reward if you know if they're successful with that. So that's one difference. Um, Betsy's I think clutch thing is the fact that she has that cleanse. Uh, mm. Hambone's clutch thing is the crystallized slab. In my mind, those are kind of the two abilities that mm. compete with each other between these two. Yep. Now, Hambone does have Polar Wind, which is an amazing two-in-one, like burst heal and heal over time, um, and it's it's an amazing ability. But Betsy's burst heal is long range and targeted, and I find that I I'm more often able to save my teammates with uh, with Betsy than I am with Hambone because range isn't as much of an issue there. Betsy's uh, offense is melee, and it's very pressure-based. It's just kind of this constant pressure that never stops. Whereas Hambone is more ranged, and it's these windows of burst. And there's these sort of gaps of time in between where, where you're waiting for that burst to happen again. Um, and Betsy tends to shine in a brawl. Uh, that's kind of the the tools that she has. That's kind of what she's equipped for. Uh, whereas Hambone, he he really shines in ranged fights with that crystallized slab and his ranged offense and all of that. So there are very kind of yin and yang in a lot of these kind of, what I think of like categories of performance, you know, and it really does depend on the match and who I'm up against. Is it a lot of ranged attackers in this match? Hambone's probably going to be better in that situation. Is it more of a dog pile? Am I, am I getting a lot of status effects on me and stuff like that? And Betsy's probably better in that situation. Ultimately, I think you know if they're competing with each other. If I have to pick a winner, Betsy does win the Stamplar, uh, partially because of my bias. That's my main character. <laughs> I was waiting my favorite. for
1: it. I was yeah. waiting for it.
0: You know, I'll admit it, and I'll and I'll allow it. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's There's a little bit of bias. I'm just I'm partial to Betsy, but also, I mean. She is, I think, just a little bit more complete of a build. She does have just a little bit better buff coverage. Um, she she has better mobility just because she's a, a stamina build, basically. Um, and because she is more quick and responsive, I, I find her to be more flexible and more able to just adapt to a situation, you know, in the blink of an eye. I really like that about her yeah and her offense i think is more effective honestly like it's more relentless it's like this constant like barrage of damage that if you're in her vicinity nothing you can do about it that damage is coming at you the the entire time whereas with a warden you know it's these moments of burst every three seconds and you can see it coming from 10 miles away you you have all sorts of options of how to avoid it and how to even if you do get hit with it, it's probably not going to kill you right then. And you have three seconds to recover before it's coming again. It's just a lot easier to deal with a warden with their offense. Whereas with Betsy, it's, there's no, there's no moment to recover. There's no time to breathe. It's just, it's going to wear you down eventually.
2: Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so.
1: I just kind of hearing your descriptions, it, it, it kind of sounds like, you know, they're both utility tool characters, you know, they're both of you, the utility knife to style character. Um, Yeah, but but Betsy seems to fit that utility, you know, that utility uh, knife better. Like she she has those those more options at hand.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of a conclusion I've drawn about Templar in the past is that that is kind of the thing that they're good at is being that Johnny on the spot sort of uh, play style, you know. Whereas a warden, if I were comparing like pure supports. And, you know, just from a support perspective, I'm sure Warden would blow a Templar out of the water in that regard. Sure. But since we are trying to be the Swiss, Swiss Army knife and just adapt to any situation and do whatever is required, um, I do think Templar uh, seems a little bit better equipped for that, at least for, you know, the way that I play and everything. Um I don't know. I feel like I've just kind of been on this mission to prove that Templar isn't really in as bad of of shape as (laughs) it it seems. You know, they got a lot of nerfs honestly, and listen, I'm still picking up the pieces, okay? But uh, I'm also trying to be honest with myself at the same time and not just kid myself about some things, you know, like Jabs, for example, after all the nerfs and everything else, my Jabs tooltip, when you add up all three hits and everything, it's still like 18k for a spammable. Yeah. Yeah you know that's still pretty huge right like you got to be honest with yourself about these things i think templar actually is still in a pretty good spot um and betsy's not the only good templar out there you know i come across lots of good templars
1: yeah no so. well i am happy to hear that I, I was rooting for betsy out of the two of them i you know i had my own <laughs> bias so that's that's who i was rooting for out of the two so i'm i'm happy with the results oh yeah
0: um Uncle Sam says Betsy's regular BG build damn near killed his dueling main. Which Uncle Sam is a, a dueling pro. He's very good at so it. Just getting close to killing that thing. I was pretty proud of that. I almost had him too. Oh, hoo, hoo. But uh, we both had very low health bars and I just I was like, should I heal or should I go for it? And I went for it and I paid the price.
2: <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. But I think Betsy's the only one that could even come close though, as far as my characters go.
0: But yeah, I'm feeling great about both of those. Uh, you'll you'll hear from Hambone again, man. That's that's a super fun build to play. I really like it a lot. And for a lot of the same reasons that I like Betsy. You'll probably be hearing from Despair here in the near future. I have some I have some good stuff going with that build. I think I have a few more. Things I want to try and, and test against each other before I lock things in, but um, probably hear from Despair here pretty soon. Uh, also, probably hear from Butch Mahoney here pretty soon. My other Templar. Okay, okay, old Butch. He's been on such a journey, dude. I think I'm just going to turn him into a beam plower. I don't know what else to do. Uh, <laughs> that's what he is right now. I, I just that's that's the setup I have for him right now, and it's good. It works. I just, you know, there was a, a few days ago we were all grouping up and sam was like hey grab a grab a beam plar and butch just he wasn't put together you know it it would have taken me a while to put a build together for him so i was like fine i'll just put the beam on betsy and it felt so dirty
1: you can't do it betsy can't have the beam. i would be offended betsy having the beam would be like my my uh magplar doing damage like we're to that level right like that's we're to that level
0: but i did do it uh, but that made me think like, okay, I got to get Butch in shape. So if we need a beam plower, I don't have to sully Betsy's reputation, you know, so that'll be the plan in the future. Sam wants me to tell the story <laughs> of the four beam plar squad. It was fun. So it, was, it was one of those Friday night sweaty nights. And, uh, I think we had four wardens going, if I remember correctly. And, uh, and it was super fun. And we were going up against some ultra mega sweaty teams. I mean, my goodness. Best of the best. Some of the some of the best players in the game. Um and you know we were hanging in there with our wardens but we were struggling and I would say we were maybe the the weakest of the three teams but not by a lot. You know, we were in, we were in that fight. But Sam had this idea, "Okay, everyone, grab a Templar, slot the beam, and uh and what we're going to do is not even directly engage. We're going to third party the whole time. If any team tries to come directly at us, run away. Do not engage." uh missed form just get as far away as you can and once they give up and go back to fighting each other third party beam from far away and we're just gonna be pests and that's all and uh i mean we would find someone off by themselves they would have a they would have a full health bar and we would just all four beam that person (laughs) just disintegrate (laughs) just from full health oh my god just completely vaporized it was so trolly my- uh, we ended up being second <laughs> oh, we we ended up being second place uh in my head i'm not?
1: thinking like ghostbusters like cross the beams <laughs> you know oh my gosh
0: uh, and just anytime anyone like peeked their head around a corner just all these beams just immediate just would attach <laughs> to their bodies you know just like no one could do anything oh my gosh uh we we were being such pests i felt guilty uh making betsy do that but Next time it'll be Butch, and he has no problem with that. Butch he's all about it.
3: So. That's,
1: that's the <laughs> yeah. image that comes to mind. Yeah, that was it.
0: The Ghostbusters. <laughs> it kind of did look like that. Oh, man. That was super fun. It's fun. It's funny that cheesing like that with four beamplars was more effective than four wardens. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we went from being the third best team to the second best team, and it was, like, against the same teams. That was pretty fun. Alright, we got some emails. Man, the emails have just been coming in steady, man. Like when's the last time we didn't have an email to read on the show?
1: I don't know. I, I you know, for a while there was the joke of the streak, but I I don't know. Last time we didn't have an email.
0: I know. And the last few times I didn't even have to ask people to you know, there's a little while there, like three days before the podcast. I'm like, all right guys, I get in the Discord. Someone needs to email us, okay? <laughs> We've gotten too addicted to emails. But uh these last Few episodes haven't had to do that. They just come in on the road. Pretty cool. It's pretty great. Scroll in podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Um, let's see. How much are we are going to give away this week? What do you think? 250. Let's give away 250,000
1: gold. Well, you know what? Let's be crazy. Let's do 275.
0: Let's okay. just be wild. Let's do oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. do 275. No, we'll, we'll do 275. So, yeah. If, um, if you're listening for the first time, every week Davius will pick his favorite uh, of the emails that we get, and that person, if they're on the PCNA server, will get uh, this week. They'll get two hundred seventy-five thousand gold. Um, first email comes from Jim. Jim's a repeat emailer. Thanks for writing, Jim. Uh, Jim says a topic I need to learn more about is buffs and debuffs. There are close to forty buffs and debuffs in ESO. Which ones are the most important in the various builds and roles? So um, I'm really just going to talk about buffs, okay? Like debuffs, I mean, um, major, minor, breach are like the essential debuffs that you have to have is really about it. You know, kind of that's the end of that (laughs) discussion, I would think. Yeah. Uh, There's a bunch of other debuffs that certainly are great to have. If you can have those in your build, great. But uh, I would say major, minor, breach, probably the only two you really should go out of your way for. Um so we'll we'll mainly just talk about uh the buffs that you need to have in your build. And I have them broken down into like mandatory, like non-negotiable buffs, like you have to have these. Yep. Uh, and then I have some that you really should have, and then others that are really nice to have. So the mandatory buffs for uh and, and this is assuming that you're in a solo PvP situation, because if you're in a group, you could be getting these things from other people, so anything goes there um you'll have to make your own decisions in that regard but for a solo pvp build you need to make sure you have your major armor buff right major resolve mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that'll generally be a class ability you need to have your major damage buff major brutality slash sorcery you can get that from a number of sources you need to have your major crit buff which is major savagery and or major prophecy and then you need to have uh, your major sustain buff for, for your primary stat at least. So intellect for magicka, endurance for stamina. Uh, that generally comes from a potion. Um, and then I think maybe some people might disagree with this as being mandatory, but in my opinion, major expedition, your speed buff is mandatory for a PvP build. You have to have that. Yeah,
1: it, it's a game changer for sure. It's, it makes a huge, huge difference.
0: Yeah, so major armor buff, major damage buff, major crit buff, major sustain buff. Major speed buff. Those are all mandatory. you You don't have a you don't have a complete PVP build if you don't have all of those in yeah. your build somewhere. Yeah. And then in addition to that, uh, you really should have not not totally mandatory, but it, they're definitely worth going out of your way for if you can get major evasion, uh, minor resolve, which you get from vigor, so you probably have that anyway. Uh, and then major or minor uh, berserk. Definitely very good to have. Uh, Minor Berserk you get from Camo Hunter, so a lot of people already have that. Um, So yeah, Major Evasion, Minor Resolve, Major Minor Berserk you really should have, but I wouldn't consider those mandatory. If you don't Mm -hmm. have them, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And then everything else basically is uh, considered nice to have. So Major Minor Force, Major Minor Heroism, uh, Major Minor Courage, Minor Expedition, your Minor Sustain buffs, Minor Mending, Minor Vitality, all that stuff. Um, you know, if you can, if you can get those fine, but I wouldn't go super far out of your way unless you're doing some kind of special build or whatever. Yeah. And then I won't say like every source, uh, Jim asked for like, what are the sources of a lot of these buffs and stuff? I'm not going to go through like, like all the sources. There's, there's, you know, tons and tons of them, but I will point out a few juicy sources of some buffs so you can get some good coverage here. Uh, Camo Hunter is on the front bar of almost every PVP build uh gives you your major crit buff and it's an easy source of uh minor berserk plus you get some other stuff for ha- for having it and it's anti stealth mm-hmm. so definitely worth slotting uh camo hunter the dual wield ability quick cloak one of my favorite abilities in the game it gives you uh major expedition and uh major evasion two Oof. very valuable buffs to have in a pvp build and it does decent damage the, yeah. the ability itself Inner Light is a good uh, choice for your crit buff as well. Yeah, uh, the only reason Camo Hunter is better is because it gives you Minor Berserk, I think, as well. Uh, But otherwise, I do like Radiant Mage Light if there's a really annoying Nightblade around because it has a really huge radius. Uncle Sam uh, says major, uh, major protection from the flare, the revealing flare. Plus it gives you some extra magical recovery for having it slotted, that's true. Yep, that's a good one. Other juicy sources, um, the, the two handed ability, Forward Momentum, it gives you your major damage buff and your minor sustain buff uh, plus snare removal. That's, a, good that's actually, I feel like that's an often overlooked ability, but it's a really good one. Yeah. There's some really great class abilities out there. I'm not going to name all of them, but just a handful of examples. The Nightblade's Phantasmal Escape, that bubble ability, gives you major evasion and snare removal and a free roll dodge thing. It activates passives, it's an incredible ability. Yep. The Warden Flappy Wings, you get your Major Expedition, Snare Removal, and depending on the morph, you get Minor Berserk or Minor Evasion, both really good. Very good. Uh, Sorcerer's Hurricane gives you Minor Expedition, which is really nice, because that's actually a very rare buff, Uh, plus your Major Armor buff, uh, plus it does damage, really great ability. Uh, And then there's the Ultimate you know buff coverage thing uh the Soul ring just gives them all to you. Oh
1: yeah. You know I'm a fan of that one. Just take yep. the, I'll just take the list.
0: Just if you want basically every buff that you need. <laughs> Soul, I would say all you really have to get after that is your major expedition and maybe major evasion yep. if you can. Yep. Uh and then you're all set. Yeah, Uncle Sam says Blade Cloaks another great one. Yeah, it's awesome. Especially Quick Cloak. Um, anything to add to any of that, Davis? You think we covered it?
2: I, I
1: think that pretty much covers it. Um, I, I will say just the the forward momentum and the quick cloak. Uh, one of the really extra juicy things about those abilities, like you said, all the all the buffs they give, but also those have great arena weapons that go with them so it's like oh true true to me it makes those stand out even more so it's like you can get an arena weapon that is already has a great ability and they're already on their own great abilities so it just really
0: yeah if you're already using it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah right. like yeah uh, black rose dual wield best arena weapon in the game in my love opinion.
1: it love it yeah fantastic
0: All right, Jim, there's more to Jim's email. He says, another perhaps related topic is testing. What do you use? And does the build editor at UESP help?
1: (laughs) Our home away from home. Our home away from ESO home. How do I?
0: (laughs) I totally don't have the UESP build editor bookmarked on my phone and look at it all day while I'm at work.
1: I totally don't have it pulled up right now uh, as, (laughs) as as an additional reference as we're doing the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, the UESP build editor, that is basically step one for any mm-hmm. build that I'm thinking of put, putting together. I, I put it together there first. Um, now, do keep in mind it sometimes is bugged, sometimes the sure. numbers aren't quite accurate. But I think if you've put together enough builds, you you kind of have an idea of about what the numbers should be anyway. So if anything's out of whack, you'll you'll notice right away. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think it's it's pretty accurate.
1: It does a, a fantastic job of, of really what you're doing when you're throwing it in the build editor is just see if you can kind of get the idea to make sense. And it's fantastic for that. Like, even if the numbers are going to be off a little bit or things are going to be skewed, you, you really kind of get the idea of the tooltips. And, and it's just a great place to throw everything together where you can at least get the general idea into a position where you're like, OK, I feel good enough about this. And then you start going and getting the gear in the game.
0: Yeah, you can put it all together, you can make all the tweaks and everything and kind of take a look at the stats, take a look at the tooltips, and if it's all looking good there, you know, like, okay, this is worth spending some gold on or spending some transmutes on and that sort of stuff. You know, you can kind of get an idea of that there before you you waste that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. Once I'm convinced, like, okay, yeah, it's worth worth trying, then I'll put together uh, a scuffed version of the build so that just means I'm not going to worry too much about what traits and getting just the exact right weights and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm just going to make sure the sets are complete, and then I'm going to jump into some BGs and see what happens. You know, even without having all the right traits and all that kind of stuff, uh, I think you can get a pretty good idea pretty quick if if it's a build that's going to work or not. You know, you can kind of you can kind of make it work with blue pieces and arcane jewelry, and I think you know yeah. it's um it it'll it'll work good enough. Yeah, absolutely. So then you just play a few BGs and you make some adjustments from match to match kind of, you know, no matter what build idea you have, um it's almost ne- it's almost never the case that you're not that everything's perfect. You know, you're going to have to make some changes like, ah, oh, this ability sucks, I need this instead and so on. Yeah. So I start making those changes, those adjustments, like start really refining things and figuring out where the pain points are of the, of the build are, where am I suffering, where am I really doing well, where can I afford to kind of Take things away from maybe my survivability is really really good and I can kind of take things away from that and help my damage out or something like that. Just kind of start making those kinds of decisions and then at a certain point I'll kind of just look up and be like, yeah, this is a great build. I think this build's <laughs>
1: rocking. It's starting to really work.
0: Yeah, and that's when I'll go ahead and spend the transmutes and okay, let's get the bloodthirsty jewelry. Let's make sure we have that heavy reinforced chest piece and everything else is well fitted and you know really start investing at that point. Um, so yeah, that's the testing process for me. Yeah. What about you, Davius? Is that yours pretty much the same or what?
1: Yeah, pretty much identical. I mean, a a lot of the time I feel like that we're going through or testing stuff on the build editor and even kind of going through VGs. Uh, we communicate a lot kind of through those tests and, and, uh, I would say, you know, the only other level testing to that is just, you know, throwing stuff into the discord. You know, we've talked about how great the discord community is, throw stuff in there and kind of bounce it around um just today i'll give you an example I, I mean i've been kind of coming up with a kind of a wacky idea on a build um and i threw it your way kind of let you take a look get some feedback i threw it sam's way kind of got some feedback so um that's definitely an additional level of testing is that if you know if you feel you're stuck on something let other people take a look at it they're going to see it in kind of a different perspective so uh we've got a great discord for that we've got a lot of really good players that can give a lot of help
2: oh
0: yeah absolutely uh you gotta- you got to understand who you're talking to sometimes, too, with that. You know, sometimes you'll get some advice. It's, you know, I don't know. It's hard to... (laughs) Sometimes people have a very rigid way of thinking about builds, you know. There we
2: go. There we go.
0: But uh, another thing, too, is uh, if you're on PC, the combat metrics add-on, I think, is essential for testing purposes. Um, From match to match, you can open that thing up and analyze your fights, see how much damage you're getting out of certain abilities, uh, how much healing, how many times this, you know, like, for example, I've been using the Defiler set on my Necromancer lately, and I've been wanting to see how often it's actually hitting people in a BG. Uh, I can see that in Combat Metrics. Uh, Really, just any piece of information, any piece of data that you want to know, like uptimes for buffs and debuffs and stuff like that. It's all in there. So that can definitely help you make build decisions you can find like oh this this is only doing three percent of my overall healing but if i use this ability it's seven percent so that's more value and you, know, you can just kind of see the numbers plain as day right there makes it real easy for that yeah if you're on console Ooh, you know, maybe they'll that's tough. It's time to make the switch
1: I uh, think. yeah yeah I mean, you gotta go ahead and just switch go ahead get get on pcna send us an email we'll send you some gold it's a win-win Yep. <laughs>
0: Thanks for writing, Jim. Yep. Appreciate thanks. it, man. Next email comes from Redhead Monster. Uh, Redhead says, Hi, I just want, uh, I, I was just introduced to your podcast from avid listener Dudagon. You guys are awesome and easy to listen to with out of the box ideas, and I love that. I'm an overlord warden healer that mainly lives in the Bee Gees, but I'm looking to switch to playing DK and do some damage. I already learned a lot from a few of the podcasts, so thank you. You're welcome.
3: Yeah, nice. Uh,
0: no questions. You just wrote in and was just, you know, just saying, hey, cool podcast. Yeah.
2: Just kindness. Love it. Yeah.
0: And Red Hat is in the, the Discord now. Uh, she plays on uh, Xbox, but her, her and Dudagon both are Xboxers, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, but they're in the okay. Discord, and, um, you know, they're in there. Fantastic. They're a fully-fledged goon. That's what we're all saying. There seeing. we go.
1: Somebody needs on the Xbox server, somebody needs to go ahead and create that, that goon guild. Get it out. We'll we'll be cross platform. Feel free. Cross platform guild.
0: (laughs) We're expanding. (laughs) The empire is growing. The goon empire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh. Okay, Davies. Pick a favorite. I'm gonna go with old Jimmy
1: or or Jim. You know, I hope he goes by Jimmy. You know, Jim. I bet some people sometimes call him Jimmy. I bet he's been called Jimmy before. James. James. Sure.
0: 275k gold. 275. Going to gym. Thank Davis Davis for that extra 25k. I
1: didn't think we were going to do it. You know, we're living wild. We're living wild.
0: Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com is where you can send your emails. Make any suggestions for the show. Ask us a question. Tell a joke. Say hello. Uh, Could be off topic. Could be food related, anime, whatever. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. We have a guild. It is literally the best PvP guild in the game that just so happens to also be the best-named guild on the PCNA server. The guild's name is Stoon's Goons. It's also the official guild of the and Podcast. If you'd like to be a member, you can send us an email at at scrollinpodcast.gmail.com and we'll get you in there. If you'd like to support the show, one easy thing you can do is go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a star rating and especially a written review. That helps us out a lot. If you'd like to go a step further than that, you can go to patreon.com slash scroll and podcast and receive Stoon's Boon for $3 a month. That gets you access to a bunch of things, including the Booncast, which is a shorter solo ESO podcast that I do on the off weeks. So you get a little something every week. If you can't do Patreon right now, then just come join the Discord. That doesn't cost anything. We have, seriously, one of the very best communities on the entire internet. Uh, It's a really fun place to be, a really good group of friends. Uh, Everybody's welcome. We'd love to have you. Scroll on podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to the chat, GrizzlyCon and Uncle Sam. Yeah. Also shout out to Uncle Sam, Morty, Kingnar, Solantris, Shrimpo, Nauchu, Slavka, Axoleon, Joral, Shadow, Wanna Buy My Dog, Shoddy Magician, Garian Whew, just a lot of people we've been playing with here yeah, lately. And Discord I'm telling you is, the Discord has been hopping.
1: <laughs> Discord is hopping, it's popping. There's a lot of people in there.
0: Hopping and popping, both. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. I've seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare but it can happen
0: <laughs> the conditions are just right <laughs> yeah so it's been a blast uh shout out to the elder goons the ogs thank you guys for uh being our friends for so long uh and st- shout out to our students boon recipients our patreon supporters pork body toadster gummy bear grizzly khan thomas taggard mother of dragons sudica jim maxwell thank you all so much Do you have anything else? I think that's everything. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. That's, that's exactly what we need. Just like one good heavy rainstorm. That means you'll have a really pretty fall. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Fall in your ear is going to be really nice, probably. Love me a good fall. This is fall. like the perfect time to get it, too. That's perfect yeah. timing.
1: Yeah, I was, I was out there enjoying it with my yard. Yeah, yard. Drink it in. Drink it
0: in. <laughs> Getting your Hank Hill on.
1: Oh, yeah. You better believe it.
0: Your mower beer. I never, that the first time I heard of that concept, you told me about your mower beers. <laughs> the old
1: mower beer, yeah. It's, it's one of the it's one of the good ones. The old mower
3: beer.
0: Does the mower have a beer holder built it, into it? It does, actually. It
1: okay. does. All right.
2: Got the beer, the mower beer holder. I need to get a beer holder for my weed eater at work. Mmm.
1: <laughs> what you need to do is just one of them beer caps, you know, that holds the two beer cans on the hat <laughs> oh, yeah. with the straw. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the way to
2: do it. I can't believe no one's thought of that yet. Yeah. What do you think the people when you're
1: at the store buying one of those, what do you think the person you're buying it from? What are they what kind of look are they giving you?
0: Hmm. They're probably they're probably like smiling and thinking that I'm gonna have fun <laughs> and that I'm like a cool person, you know? That's what I that's what I was thinking too that's They're probably it. like winking mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. like flirting with me because i'm really good looking
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right Just, that's yeah what you were thinking checked all the boxes i was thinking